didn't tell me who he was or why he was so important. You people blew this operation from the start. Braun is perhaps the world's leading expert in laser weaponry, and his presence in the Kavango means that the Soviet bloc is planning some sort of laser mission. Welcome to Second Class Cinema, the show where we watch a B-movie and immediately discuss. Hello! Whoa, early! I didn't even say who we were yet. Don't say hi to anybody. Hi! No, they don't know who we are. What's up, Eric? Hi, That's Tom. Eric. Hi, Tom. Hi, Brittany. There's, Tom and Brittany are on the show. And Tom and Brittany as well. <laughs> so how's everyone doing? You just want to record that again? <laughs> no. No, we're not. That's, that's where we're going. Okay, fine. Pretty good. I'll be the imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. That's uh, that's excellent news. Um, so uh, on this lovely Saturday afternoon-ish, we watched the movie Laser Mission from 1989 starring Brandon Lee. Action movie. Um, this was Eric's pick. Eric, why don't you go ahead and tell us why we watched it? Well, um, I had just recently seen The Crow for the first time, and I was curious about the rest of Brandon Lee's um, filmography. So I figured let's start with the thing that looks the earliest and the worst. <laughs> All right. Um, and I knew this. This I think this had been covered by Mystery Science Theater three thousand. I've never seen their uh, their take on it, but from what I understand, it's a pretty popular episode. Oh, interesting. Um, so I was curious to see this movie. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and it's called Laser Mission. Yeah, it has a good name. <laughs> uh, all right, very cool. What's it about? Okay, so uh, Brandon Lee plays a mercenary man named Michael Gold. Uh-huh. Um, and he is sent by the United States government, I believe the CIA, to rescue Ernest Borgnine. I don't have his name written down, but he plays a scientist who knows how to turn diamonds into dangerous laser weapons. Interesting. Um, he has been taken <laughs> captive by some Austrian military general guy who is operating out of Cuba. Some, or I think it's Cuba. It looks like Cuba. I'm going to assume it's Cuba. Let's assume that. I, th- I think it's Cuba. That's a good assumption. Um, <laughs> and he teams up with Ernest Borgnine's daughter to rescue Ernest from the military guys. <laughs> to rescue Ernest. Yeah. Different movie. Yeah, Ernest makes laser weapons. Yeah, no, I've seen that one. <laughs> okay, you clowns, cut the crap. So yeah, let's just go right into successes. Um, besides the fact that Brandon Lee rules. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the music was great. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the Mercenary Man song that they played over and over and over and over again. Sweet ripping guitar. Was awesome. Blasting sax. Yeah. Oh, killer sax. They played it twice within the first like 10 minutes. Pretty much the whole thing. Mercenary Man. Yeah, it was a 1989 gift of music. It was good. It, it felt like it was like cut from the Rocky Four soundtrack. Like, they didn't have a place to put it. They're like, Rocky's not a mercenary. But this yeah. Is, and Rambo Four is not coming out for a long time. Yeah, we, we, we got some time to burn here. Let's just put it in laser mission. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was a good track. And uh, yeah, they got their money's worth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from, I think uh, this is the only song in the movie. <laughs> yeah, in different variations. Uh, and yeah, Brendan Lee was, was pretty awesome. Hmm. Yeah, he's got the he's got a skill set for sure. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's very excellent in the action scenes, which is why you know after I watched The Crow, I was like, I wonder what else he's doing because I know he's done. He did like a like a Hong Kong bloodshed movie too, which I really want to see. I think it's called like Legacy of Rage or something to that effect. All right. I think I saw that when I was flipping through the IMDb. Yeah, I want to see that, but um, I was I was curious to see like did he always have those chops? I kind of assumed he did just from those awesome G, uh, Lee genetics. Yeah, <laughs> um, you'd assume. So yeah, I was I was really excited to see that. Yeah, he he kind of kicked ass from from day one. 
acting's a little bit stiff, but I mean, it's it's very early in his career, and we never really got to see him blossom. He's pretty good in The Crow, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like he loosened up at bits during this movie. Yeah. There, yeah. Were, there was some really wooden dialogue going on, but <laughs> it loosened up, and then it yeah. would get awkward again, and then. And I, I would say kind of everyone in this movie is guilty of wooden dialogue, so it's not just him. <laughs> Peaks and <but>. valleys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure with this movie. Um, and I thought the, the opening sequence to the movie was fantastic. Mm. Uh, really teed you up for the rest of the movie. Nice lock and load montage. We were right in there. Awesome song. Uh, and then, boom, we're in the movie. And then within 10 minutes of the actual movie starting, more action. I can't remember the opening. It was a total uh, lock and load sequence followed by um, a diamond heist. Yep. Oh, With the exploding okay, champagne yep. bottle. Yep, I got it. <laughs> let's let's toast this diamond with the champagne. <laughs> it had like so little to do with everything. Else. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, all right, so what else do we have for for positive notes? Um, I just think all the individual action scenes are really cool. In this yeah, movie. I wrote that too. All the yeah. action sequences were like really enjoyable. They're they're eighties corny, but they're still good. Yeah, you know, I I, I think I'm a little spoiled by any 80s action scene even if it's not really that good just because action movies have been terrible for about 15 years now <laughs> <laughs> on the most part so like anything that's just comprehensible to watch and has some cool stuff going on is is a big plus for me yeah it was like perfectly paced and we we're gifted many explosions man on fire oh, it was probably you know what that might have been the best man on fire i've ever seen because it was like gasoline fire that dude yeah. was engulfed yeah <laughs> he might have actually been on fire yeah because he wasn't doing the flail yeah they pulled out all the action stops for the action scenes yeah i can definitely get behind that see um, where the budget went yeah but i mean i know we're not in failures yet but i think uh, we as, will be soon <laughs> i think as um as exciting as it was at the exciting parts, it was just as boring in the boring parts. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, I think the movie was, like, way left and then way right. And it was... The, I mean, s the story wasn't really compelling enough to carry it. Yeah. And he wasn't compelling enough yet to, like, I don't know. He wasn't really hitting it out of the park, making me, like want to listen to what they had to say i just wanted to see what they had to shoot yeah yeah That's it was like a bare bones plot just to allow them to do a bunch of cool shit and like blow stuff up pretty much yeah i mean there were like weird twists and turns in the plot uh did we just did, do we have any more successes or do we want to <laughs> uh, officially transitioned to failures no do you have a success okay. no i was gonna say that i mean it seems like there was a lot layered on top of like the story and the plot but none of it really added up to much because i mean the summary that i did like described at the beginning of the, the episode is pretty much all this movie has going for it in terms yeah. of story. You know, I mean, That's there's there's some like random twists that don't really add up to much. Like Ernest yeah. Borgnine's daughter not actually being his daughter. I'm like, why does yeah. that have to be part of the movie? Yeah, <laughs> we went through the whole movie thinking that. And then, yeah, they just blow it up at the end for no reason. Yeah, no and then he says her name like when his boss comes and they're like, oh, have you met Zephyr? And he's like, <laughs> Zephyr, like you're supposed to know who that is. Like she's been mentioned before, but she absolutely hasn't. Yeah, that was weird. Like I thought that was an unnecessary thing to keep for the end of the movie to do you know yeah. like yeah. it was a, not a secret like i feel like that'd be a better like mid-movie plot twist like <laughs> yeah not, not they're like end. surprise his daughter's actually wicked classy <laughs> <laughs> she wears pantsuits <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't fuck the hero after knowing him for one day yeah i yeah, know that was interesting too talking about well i guess i understand why never mind it's brandon lee nix it yeah i mean he is a babe but his character is a little dorky. He's got a uh, visual Mark Dukakis thing going on a little bit. 
Mark, see that. Mark Dukakis wishes. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, we're going to have a showdown now. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Because I was going to um, say Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. I, I feel like, like totally. he's got a Bruce Campbell face. Oh, like both, but like both those guys yeah. mixed. Yeah, he's got that sweet flow going on. Oh, my God. So, so jealous. Hair. Yeah, yeah. So jealous. Um, my biggest beef with this movie was the weird transitions. Yeah. Like you said, they dropped a lot of things in that didn't really seem to make sense in the context of the, the story. Mm. But... I feel like there were so many weird transitions too, where it would just end one scene abruptly and then drop you in the middle of another scene where the action's like already happening, mm-hmm. and you're just like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> How did we get here?" Yeah, I know there was like one really weird shot where uh, Brandon Lee was chasing one of those general guys like out of a room, and then all of a sudden they're immediately on the roof of the building, fist fighting each other. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like mid fist fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then there was another one where, um, and I, I'm not sure if this is the fault of the DVD that we had, because there was clearly some some faults in this DVD, yeah, which we got from looped. a flea market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, there was another scene, like after he kills that guy, just a random karate man shows up out of nowhere. This movie doesn't have any karate men other than this one guy. <laughs> and he's got the karate gi and the headband, and he's ready to Cobra Kai. <laughs> the one ninja. Yeah. And like, he, get, he fights him for like all of five seconds before breaking him over his knee. Yeah, like, he breaks Bruce his Lee. back. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I like that homage to Bruce Lee. That was really cool. But, yeah. Um, I still don't know why that guy was there. <laughs> it's almost out of place as the Kung Fu Man from Pieces. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is the tale. Uh, it's so wrong, but yet so right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really have a lot of failures. Like, I feel like this movie didn't try to outreach itself. Mm. Like, it was like, this is what we have to work with. This is what we're going to do. It didn't, yep. like, shoot for anything crazy. Stayed within its bounds. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd say its lack of risk is actually probably pretty... Con- um, Condemnable? No, not condemnable. Commendable. That's, commendable. that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, in a way, for sure. I mean, for it being an action movie that we kind of enjoy the action parts, it wasn't graphic. No. It was very, you know, Death Raider style, people getting shot. It basically just sprays of dust <laughs> and people turning over. Yeah. You know, no, not a lot of blood. There was some blood, but not a lot. Um, yeah, it was minimal. Spots. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't really doing it. But, I mean, honestly, this movie, when it got towards the end, just fell apart. Yeah, it's, it's, it gets very boring near the end. Even the action scenes, like, I feel like the, this could have had, like, a good 15 minutes chopped off of it, and it would have been much better for it. And it was still really short. Yeah. What were we looking at, like, 80 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was, like, 124. With the slowest credits ever. <laughs> but 80 minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's it for failures for me. Yeah, yeah, I only had weird transitions written down as failures. I feel like this movie was true to itself. So I guess we can talk about some favorite parts of the movie. We can highlight some, <laughs> some very specific scenes. Yes. And then that's where this movie, uh, I think, thrived. Okay, so I would like to discuss the death of the main villain, uh, Kalashnikov. Uh, <laughs> or let's do that. rather, several of his deaths. <laughs> so um, do you guys remember in the first Naked Gun when O.J. Simpson has the most embarrassing death ever? Yes. Where, like, you know, he puts his hand on a hot pipe and then he gets a face in, in, the, in the cake and then he yep. gets shot a bunch of times and falls over falls the boat. Falls off the boat, yep. Kalashnikov gets kind of the same treatment. He, he gets <laughs> shot by Brandon Lee, falls down a ravine, then he escapes from the ravine, starts preparing his revenge against the heroes, then he gets blown up because there were bombs set. <laughs> earlier in the scene and then somehow he comes out from that with like tattered clothes and like the crazy like soot on the face like it's a comedy sketch in Saturday Night Live and then they run him over with a jeep through a brick wall (laughs) and then they were all looking at his hand waiting for it to move be like Like, okay is he is he (laughs) all right I think yeah I think he might be yeah I think he's gone he's gone he's gone he's He's getting the T-1000 treatment oh so good (laughs) yeah that was very funny 
That was probably the hardest I laughed. <laughs> I wrote down stuff, and now I don't remember what a lot of it is. All right, well, well let's you know what? Let's pose them as questions. I wrote down something. I wrote down 36 whistles. What? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> when they were displaying the diamond oh, in the yeah. beginning. Everyone That's was like, definitely... All these classy people were just, like, catcalling this diamond. <laughs> yeah, it's basically, like, Sotheby's auction house, like, super fancy. Even the guy's like, we're so privileged. <laughs> <laughs> and then they unveil the diamond, and everyone's like, I'm terrible at whistling, so... Yeah, anyway, like a hundred of those <laughs> ring out, and I'll I was just like, that's so unbelievable. Like, you white trash idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Though. I can't believe I just wrote 36 whistles and had no idea what it meant. Oh, like, what we knew what it was right away. We're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else you got? <laughs> um, when that guy, what was his name? Miguel? Oh, oh yeah. the, the idiot. Um, he just kept getting slapped guy. repeatedly. Yes. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> like five times back and forth. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. So, and then also, I mean, I guess I have a question. This was this movie intentionally silly. I think so. Yeah, like I think so. intent, like like hard. Yeah, I think they knew that they were being silly and campy and stupid. I agree. Even some of Brandon Lee's dialogue was so, like, tongue-in-cheek. Oh, uh, I just dropped in to say bon appetit. And then, like, the awesome music hits as soon as he finishes his one-liner. Yeah, after he falls in through the roof on a family's meal. Ruins their pasta. Ruins their their dinner. (laughs) I was also thinking to myself, too, like, when did they start doing that? Like, when did that start happening? Like... Like our movie interrupts somebody's normal life. <laughs> like when does when Ooh, do they start doing that? Because I was like, man, that was uh, that's such a good thing to do. Like if you do it right, mm. and I I kind of think it's funny. I was gonna say that happens a lot in the Roger Moore Bond movies in the early seventies. I'm I'm assuming it probably happened a lot before that, but that's the earliest example that I'm familiar with. Okay. Um, like movies just like intruding on normal <laughs> lives. <laughs> I think is always funny. Um. Uh, because you think that maybe someday this will happen to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can look out your window and you can see Brandon Lee hanging out of a van shooting uh, an M16. <laughs> <laughs> Which, don't get me wrong, would be really awesome. <laughs> um, one of my favorite parts was very something very small, very simple, but the fact that they used laser mission in the movie. They said it's a oh, laser yeah. mission. <laughs> And I do enjoy... You're a stickler for that. It's got to be like it. an ACDC song. <laughs> exactly. Every movie has to be exactly like an ACDC song, <laughs> in which all they do is say the name of the song over and over. <laughs> so I, I was very pleased to hear that. That's always good. Um, I think the entire opening jailbreak scene is really awesome. Like, yeah. That is fantastic. That was really cool. Yeah. I was like, real quick, this movie gave us a jailbreak. Mm-hmm. And it gave us a bunch of other cool stuff. Yeah, the lock and load montage, a jailbreak, a rooftop escape at, a, at some point. I mean, this is... Yeah. Car delivered. chase. This good amount of car chases. Yeah, this movie knew that they had uh, Brandon Lee as a talent. Mm. And I think they recognized early on that he would be a talent, and they used him to his full extent, which is pretty cool because, you know, I, I was thinking, like, this movie is some 1989 piece of crap from God knows where. Yeah. And I was suspecting, like, you know, Brandon Lee just took a job and they maybe didn't use him to his full extent, but yeah. they absolutely use him to his full extent. Yeah, I buy that. Yeah. He he has some awesome fight scenes. He knows how to shoot a gun and look cool while doing it. Like, that's pretty <laughs> important. Oh, uh, the girl had, like, the... <laughs> like, stabbing shooting the stabbing motion shoot. going on. <laughs> the stabbing oh, yeah. Shoot. Yep, the stabbing shooting. <laughs> <laughs> she has to move her whole arm forward to shoot somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Always good when you see that. Um... For a second, I didn't know what this meant, but I realized what it meant because I wrote down Kung Fu Guillotine. Oh, I wrote that too. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can tell you what that means. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, there was this whole fight scene. Uh, that was the first escape scene, right? 
Yeah, that was the uh, yeah, that was same 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 scene. And yeah. wait, wait, was that another guy in Kung Fu? In, in, in a no, that was just a soldier guy. Oh, yeah. but he like but he like Kung kicks Fu? him yeah, into right. the guillotine position, and then he kicks the guillotine blade down, oh, which yeah. was sick. And then it cuts to an American, American flag, flag in another yeah. scene. Yeah, in which he's like in America now. Well, it's yeah. even better because they were initially taunting him with it. They were yeah. like, "Look out your window! See that guillotine? You're gonna be beheaded." Yeah, and then they, <laughs> they like chopped a watermelon. <laughs> why is it always a watermelon? I mean, I understand why, but come on. <laughs> Do how you about, understand? How about carrots? No, it's a big not, bunch of carrots. It's not intimidating. <laughs> you just see like a bunch fall. <laughs> <laughs> We're making dinner. I'm gonna cut <laughs> celery. I'm making stew. All right. Um, this is the stew guillotine. <laughs> that one over there is the head guillotine. I was gonna say Much unsanitary. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Trying to see if I have any um, any more. Thirty six whistles. Oh, I got I got one. Uh, when Brennan Lee, the him and not Ernest Borgnine's daughter, are <laughs> Zephyr. Yeah, I'm sorry, Zephyr. They're hanging out uh, on the rocks or something after getting narrowly escaping somebody, yep. and then somebody else comes up on horseback, and he's just shooting and missing and shooting <laughs> and missing. But he's so far away. He's so far away, but he's just shooting and missing, and he's uh, apparently gets all the confidence in the world and just walks out there, and he shoots the guy off the horse, and it's like the slowest fall <laughs> off the horse, and he screams the whole time, until impact! <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts off as soon as he, as hits, soon the as he hits the ground. <laughs> that was great, implying that he's now dead. <laughs> he silenced his limb. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was good. That was another that was big, uh, a big guffaw. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, um, oh, the the Halloween mask collection. Oh we my god! Supposed to <laughs> one of the villains. That was like a flash in the pan of this movie. I know. Like, they were like, "Here's five seconds of weird decapitated heads." The end. <laughs> JK. Yeah, like um, one of the villains is showing Ernest Borgnine like his villain layer, and he's like, these are the, the corpses of the people that defied me, and it's like just these decapitated heads that are very clearly like purchased from Spencer's gifts. Yeah, <laughs> and these like agonizing, like snarling faces. Oh my god. Got some heads down in the basement. You want to see them? No, thank you. Okay. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um... Uh, I think that's pretty. I mean, I guess what, that's the last overall thing was just the whole van chase scene, mm. uh, which lasted a, a pretty long time. But the whole thing was super entertaining. Yeah, yeah. that was really cool. They were quipping. Yep. Like nobody's business. We had like some the nice van was indestructible. Buddy cop kind of type action. Yeah. We got like a, I just like the idea of like a competent driver and a competent shooter working together and in like a, a a chase scene like that. Something yeah. about that just always works so well. Yeah, and it worked. Uh, who was that like drunk Australian camel herding <laughs> miner that was in the desert? Who like, what uh, was I, the deal with that guy? I'm not gonna lie, I completely blanked on that part until you just mentioned. I have it. no idea what you're talking about. So they met the they met <laughs> okay. So you know less than I do. So they're it was a dream. They're <laughs> strolling through the desert and then they come across this guy. Yeah, he's drinking like Jim Beam out of bottle. Jim Beam out of bottle by a fire with like eight camels, <laughs> but he's got like an Australian accent. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they woke up the next day and they were spooning. Yeah. And then they were like yuck. But the. <laughs> Wait, with that guy? I thought that guy disappeared after he that night. He did. When they woke up, they were spooning. Oh, so I don't understand what they saw. Did they imagine that? I have no idea. I'm assuming he took his camels and left. But what did he? What was he supposed to do? Like, why did that happen? Just give them yeah. shelter for the night. Yeah, I, yeah, and maybe gave him some information. I can't quite remember. <laughs> As you can tell, we all blanked out during because the exposition script. in this movie. <laughs> <sighs> 
<laughs> well, I was, uh, I mean, because he was such a, a pronounced out of place person that I figured they would at least have him do something. I really remember very little about their interaction with him. Yeah, I was actually expecting, oh, this is a new character. He's going to be like a new sidekick for these guys. And like he just disappears. So I forgot about him until you just mentioned it. Yeah, I just had a question. Maybe I was anticipating him to be around longer, too. And then I kind of forgot about him until I read my question. So I had a question written down about um, that duo, the lady. And oh, the yeah. Sarge and Miguel. Yeah. About how we weren't supposed to know she's a woman, but then they resolved that. So it's not a question. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Miguel was just an idiot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was a real close call for me. Just totally. Does this movie think we're this dumb? Yeah. <laughs> me totally freaking out. She's clearly a woman. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you're not a sergeant. You're a woman. I was like, wait. Were like, we supposed wait, to be what? fooled by this? Oh, no. That guy's just an imbecile. Okay, oh. good. No. <laughs> yeah, Miguel's just an idiot. She's like, I've always been a woman. I yeah. was like, oh, good. Audience. <laughs> Save your audience. The audience agrees. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's rate it. So let's rate it then. Yeah, I'm going to go with Yeah, I'm going to have to give it an unfortunate fuck off. Oh, my God. My fucking father. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right, let's rat this movie. <laughs> Who wants to start? Ratitude. I'll, go. I'll give this a fuck yeah. Oh, we're going fuck yeah. I'm going fuck yeah on this. Wow, okay. Uh, I got a very uh, very samurai cop, Jim Cotta kind of vibe from this movie. Mm. Um, okay. Just fun action scenes, really silly, thin plot that's simple yet difficult to follow. Uh, something there's something very fun about that because then I can just say you know what I don't even have to pay attention to the exposition I understand what the plot is so I don't care what the rest of the storyline is going to tell me it's just <laughs> going to lead me to every action scene and the action scenes in this movie are really fun true and on top of that the line delivery is cheesy in a fun way um, it's not like really groan inducing mm -hmm. um, I don't know it's just a really fun experience and, and getting to see Brandon Lee like a very early Brandon Lee being extremely awesome at what he does is pretty fantastic sweet I can buy that what about you Britt um, I will give this a fucking sure for okay. pretty much all the same reasons. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like super excited about it. I didn't like love it, but if you're just looking for something mindless to watch and be and like laugh at and watch explosions, yeah, this is perfect for that. It's like you've yeah. stepped into my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it a fucking fine. Uh, just on the, based on the same principles, because this movie is something fine to watch. And would I recommend it to someone? Yeah, I think I would. I'd be like, yeah. if someone likes this brand of movie. I know I say this a lot, but if they if they <laughs> this Brandon Lee of movie, this, yeah, exactly. So it was like I want to watch a late '80s like mindless action. Yeah, movie. like give me some like. Well, have I got the suggestion for you? Yeah, 80s action stuff, you know? Uh, I would put this on the list um, and throw in the fact that Brendan Lee is in it, you know? Because that's kind of uh, makes it a little better. Yeah. Uh, and I believe I gave, like, Destroyer a fucking fine as well. So I do probably feel the same way about the two of them, I, I, I think, at the end of the day. A lot, a lot of love and a, lo a little bit of hate, too. So A little bit of hate, eh? Yeah. Because, uh, like I said, like, because we really like those action scenes. Mm -hmm. Those boring scenes were just as boring as those exciting scenes were exciting. Like, sure. honestly, so, like, I mean, I don't know. I, this... Every time it lulled, I was like, Ugh. yeah, I was like kind of getting a little antsy. I like check my phone. You know what I mean? This would make an excellent fast forward movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, um, you know, like, you say like the, the, the boring parts were as good as the good parts. 
And I think that's the case with a lot of the movies that follow this formula, but this had a much better ratio of good parts <laughs> to bad parts. So I totally agree. Than, than most of the other ones, which is why I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about this movie, because most of my problem with those types of movies is the good parts are, are fucking great, but there's you know maybe one spot in there where it's good and then the rest of it is just trash yeah you could just be like all you need to know is that they need to rescue ernest borgnine and extract this diamond go (laughs) (laughs) eric why do you love ernest borgnine so much i don't know (laughs) he was actually kind of disappointing to me in this movie though i felt like him playing this uh professor yeah this professor character austrian professor yeah he didn't get to be like really borgnine-y i don't know you're right he didn't like that, that 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 might be my biggest disappointment with this movie he, he wasn't like a charming grandpa. He was more of like a, I don't know. A bumbling fool? Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. He was He's, foolish, like a foolish professor. And I never really got to see him be professory either. I don't know. He never really did anything in the context of the movie other than like shoot a guy with a shotgun. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he, was and just, the, he was basically a living MacGuffin. He was just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. He was just like, my knowledge in this diamond makes me indispensable. Right. I mean, you could... Rep- that was his <laughs> character arc yeah you could replace his entire character with like a book of notes really <laughs> with no one <laughs> yeah no you really could well they they had the other professor that they killed who we thought or <laughs> he was almost bergnine yes and then bergnine <laughs> yeah he was bergnine to his borgnine yeah <laughs> almost bergnine was not ernest borgnine all right he was the jewish version <laughs> any final thoughts <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, that really was Ernest Borgnine, though. No, it wasn't. I looked at the TV, and I was like, yep, that's him. I really thought it was him until the end of the scene. I was like, wait a minute, this makes no sense. He's already dead. (laughs) Mission over. Laser mission mission over. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I have no final thoughts. In the end, the movie was laser mission accomplished. Oh, yeah. Yeah. True. And he got to keep the diamond, He got to keep the diamond. (laughs) Baller. Although they were supposed to pay him a million dollars, and I don't know, then he told him he had to split it. So, oh, God. oh, yeah. oh no, only five hundred thousand dollars and a baller diamond in this awesome diamond. I'm gonna turn into a laser weapon. Carrots. Yeah, and <laughs> it's five hundred twenty-six rating on that diamond. That's why everyone was like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> See, she had to hear the number of carrots. That's what got you. Uh, that's going. what it was. Yeah. <laughs> My whistle mechanism was like, yo, that's a lot of carrots. Generated by <laughs> carrots. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bling. Um. Yeah, I, I guess I guess that's really it. That's all I have to say about it for the most part. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if anything, this just makes me sad that we didn't get more Brandon Lee movies in our lifetime. Uh, is, yeah, I, I definitely get behind that. I think it's sad. This is actually the only thing I've seen him in besides The Crow. Hmm. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll pick Legacy of Rage for the next one because I've always wanted to see that and that seems very B-ish. I want to mm. watch the one he's in with Dolph Lundgren too. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be for the podcast, yeah. just for fun. We should just <laughs> go down a little Tokyo. That one. <laughs> How many movies has Brendan Lee actually even been in? He's been in like 10 and maybe even just like five as the principal actor. Like, um, Yeah. Not uh, many. We could probably do a Brendan Lee month if we really wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> we could. I mean, we're one down now, but and yeah. Yeah, we, it's, it's not like we would cover The Crow either, so, you know. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so yeah, if that's it. Then I'm going to wrap it up. Wrap it. This is a quick one. Oh, yeah. run out. Not yeah. much to talk about. I mean, well, you know, the plot's kind of thin and yeah, we, we not hit many successes the... or failures, really. Yeah. yeah. It was a, a lot of favorite parts um, and just just key moments of the movie that were really worth worth uh, the time to put in to watch it. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty much steady cruising with like mindless action yeah. the whole time. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of notes, surprisingly, because I usually have pages. <laughs> um, I had a few. A tome of notes. All right. So if you'd like more information, go on over to Facebook, facebook.com slash Like us. Comment on stuff. We post 
episodes of pictures and, and silly movies of Eric on the beach. That's <laughs> true. Uh, doing push-ups for Super Smash Brothers. Uh, We're not going to explain the rest of that. No, just figure, figure it out for yourself. Figure it out, yep. <laughs> um, and we're also on Podbean, secondclasscinema.podbean.com. That's where you can listen to us. You can also listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn and a lot of other places. Tons of other places. Google it. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're a new sensation we're <laughs> for new Pepsi. <laughs> where most podcasts are sold. Um, also on YouTube. Find us there. I'm pretty sure that's it. Instagram. Instagram. We're there, too. You always forget about the Instagram. And Twitter. We're on Twitter. <laughs> if it's a website, find out if we're on there. If we're not, tell us to be on there. <laughs> and then we'll go on it. I don't yeah. care what it is. I'll sign up for weird stuff if you want me to. <laughs> um, RussianCrabWalkers.ru. We'll sign up. Watch us. <laughs> uh, all right. That's it. Good night. Good night. Laser. 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 Laser.